to an end. And then uh, I believe we're going to go right into the story of Elisha. Right about doing that. So <laughs> I've really enjoyed this study of Elijah. Elijah 
that Baal was not real, Baal was not true. And here he is again, again, he wouldn't believe. He said, no, go, go, go to the Baal, go to the God of Ekron. What an insult to God. I don't know about you, but if I'm sick enough, about to die, you know who I'm going to consult? Who are you going to consult? The great physician. <coughs> the one who can help. The one who can answer. The one who can provide. The one who can heal. The great physician. The healer. The one who walked through the crowds and people uh, touched his garment and were healed. Those who he spoke and, and healed them. You know, the Bible, the Bible tells us that in the New Testament that um, if, if, if there were there, there are not enough books to contain all the miracles and all the things that Jesus Christ did while on earth. If you will read the scripture, he did miracle after miracle after miracle, and he just walked down the road and miracles would take place. So he did that for 33 years. Don't think that for just a moment that he probably, he, he, he did it before he went into when he started the public ministry at the age of 30. But they still believed, and still some of them wouldn't believe. But the care of God, look, God specifically had this taken place to Ahaziah. You say, why? Why? You tell me, why did God specifically have this happen to Ahaziah? Someone tell me? Anybody know? His power. That's right. What did, he, what did, what did Elijah tell Ahab? That's right. Your family, your history, the, the rest of your children will suffer the wrath of God because of you. <laughs> now, we look at this. Do our children suffer because of us sometimes? Because of our stupidity, our sin sometimes? Oh, man, I made a, made a mistake. Guess who suffers from that? A lot of times our children do. There he was. He was just following Daddy's orders, following what Daddy did. What did Daddy do? He consulted. He consulted Baal. He consulted the prophets of Baal rather than the prophet of God. Well, they were idol worshippers. They were idol worshippers. Yeah. Now, just out of great respect, me, I look back, look at Elijah. I would think, just personally, looking back. That I, I'd like to go to Elijah for this. Wouldn't you? <laughs> did Elijah raise somebody from the dead? He did, didn't he? Elijah bring water from the sky? Elijah cut the water off? But you want to consult Baal?
people think of Jesus some lucky rabbit put in their pockets, you know, some lucky coin, some genie in a bottle, you know. But that's not what Jesus is. But he didn't turn to Jesus. He turned to somebody else. And even in that aspect, there's many times when we have to go through tragedy, we go through a difficult time of life. Who do we turn to? Not God. What's the first what's the first thing you want to call when something bad happens? Or blame God. You know, I mean I know people that went through terrible times in life and they, they, they blame God for it and they won't go back to church. They don't want to believe in God. They don't even want to believe the Bible. But good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. The Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. <laughs> but the care of God is that it was, it was the care of God that took place. This is why it took place because God wanted... God wanted Elijah to come in on the scene. God wanted Elijah to tell the truth. And Elijah does tell the truth, and we read that. He said, hey, 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 look, you're going to die. You're going to die. Verse number five. Verse number four. He says, but thou, but shalt surely die. You're going to die. That's what's going to happen. Look what happens in verse number five. And when the messengers turned back unto him and said... He said unto them, Why are ye now turned back? And, and they said unto him, <coughs> Look what he says. There came a man up to meet us and said unto us, Go turn again unto the king that sent you, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, It is not because there is not a God in Israel that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub and the God of Ephraim. Therefore thou shalt not come down from thy that bed in which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. Look, he says, look, messengers come back to the king and say, there was a messenger of God. There was a man of God. There was someone who told us, he said, no, 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 to go back and tell that king, you're not getting out of that bed. You're going to die in that bed. That's exactly what's going to take place. But I want you to see the statement that Elijah makes. He says, is is it not because there is not a God in Israel? Who was the God of Israel? Was there not a God in Israel that he could have consulted? Was there not a God in Israel that he could have went and prayed to? Was there not a God in Israel that he could have, he could have asked for help and a healing for? But he chose not to. He chose to go to Galsimah. <coughs> Verse number 7. And he showed unto them what manner of man was he, which came up to meet you. What did he look like? What did he look like? Who was he? Who was this man of God? Look at how they act. Look at what they say about him. He was an airy man and girt with a girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, <coughs> King says, oh, it's Elijah. <laughs> you don't have to go any further than that. It's Elijah. What, you know, I don't know per se that that A is whatever. The king at this point hadn't been there when King Ahab was approached by Elijah. The multiple times he's seen Elijah. Not 
saying that this king, the son of the king, wasn't there to see things like this. So he knew who Elijah was. As true as that is, and as, as sad as that statement is, we know who God is, right? But we still don't consult him. Why? Why do we find in ourselves not to consult God when we ought to? Because he knew who he liked of us. He knew. He knew what was going on. But he still chose not to bring it to God. Not to bring it to too many times in our life that we we don't approach God when we ought to approach God. Or when we approach God, it's too late. The Bible says, seek the Lord early. I, I'm not exact, that's not the exact phrasing of the verse. But you need to seek the Lord early. Early in your troubles, early in your life, early in the difficult times of your life, early. Don't wait till the last second. But this king, Ahaz, I, wouldn't even consult God. But I want you to number two. Number one, we see the character. Number two, we practice an unbelief. His unbelief towards God, so that he chose to go after Bezalel. We read verse number six. He said, go talk to the God of Ephraim. But I want you to see what happens here in verse number nine. Then the king sent unto him a captain of fifty, with his fifty, and he went up to him, and beheld, he sat at the top of the hill. Now he's talking about Elijah. He sent a captain and fifty troops to go get Elijah. And he spake unto him, Thou man of God, the king hath said, Come down. You need to come down. What, what was going on here? The unbelief so much, he wanted to get rid of Elijah. Now you say, what? That's not what that says. Why would you send 51 men to go get one man? Because you go kill him. Because you wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to live. You wanted to make sure that he was going to die. He, he, again, just like his daddy, was afraid of, was afraid of, 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 uh, of Elijah. And wouldn't listen and had so much unbelief. He said, Get 51 men together and let's go get him. So, look what Elijah says. <coughs> and Elijah answered and said to the captain of the 50, If I be a man of God, <laughs> if, if I'm a man of God, then let the fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy 50. So, here you go. Here you go, 50. If I'm a man of God, like you say that I am, and I believe that I am, then let the fire fall from heaven and kill you guys. Now, in my mind, I'm running. <laughs> yeah, huh? But the arrogance of the king and the arrogance of those troops to go up there and say, come down. They didn't say please. They didn't say thank you. They didn't say nothing like that. Come down. Come down. Why? Because of his unbelief. He didn't believe that Elijah was who he said he was. Look what happens in verse number 10. And after he said that, 
He said, And there came fire down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. So what just happened? Fifty-one people were killed. Elijah said, If I'm a man of God, then kill you. Uh, then the fire of God will fall. No, the, the troops did. The troops did. But the king was so arrogant, he did it again. Look at verse number 11. <clears throat> again. Also he sent unto him another captain of fifty, and it's fifty. And he answered and said unto him, O man of God, O man of God, thus, thus hath the king said, Come down quickly. So the first fifty said, I want you to come down. The second fifty said, Get down now. Come down quickly. Quit lollygagging. Quit, quit messing around. Get down. And Elijah says, No, no. Well, Elijah answered and said, If I be a man of God, then verse 12, let the fire come down from heaven and, the, and consume thee and thy fifty. What happened? And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Now, after the first time, I think I would have been going, okay, what's going on here? Well, no, he, he must be the man of God. He must be God's man. But let's do it again. And then after the second time, I'm like, no way. No way. So much unbelief. Look what happens in verse 13. He sends a third troop. He sends a third troop down there. And he sent again a captain of the 30 and with his 50. Uh, I'm sorry. And the third of the third, 50 with his 50. And the third captain of the 50 went up and came. He learned something. He said, what did he learn? He learned he better, he better show some respect to the man of God. And he fell on his knees before Elijah and besought him and said unto him, O man of God, I pray thee, let my life and the life of these fifty servants be precious in thy sight. What did he do? He got on his face and he said, basically, don't kill me. Please don't kill me. I show you respect. I understand who you are. I understand that you're the man of God. <clears throat> In David's life, David got to a point where he was about to kill King Saul. And then in his thought process or reminded him, the Bible says, touch not thine anointed. And David backed up and said, I can't kill Saul. I can't take his life because he's God's anointed. Look, God's anointed man was Elijah. And they went up there to mess with God's anointed man. When you mess with God's anointed man, you're going to be in trouble. I, there was a, and maybe it was Elisha, but I can't remember. But they came up making fun of him because he was a bald man. Go down, you bald man. And that's what the children were saying. And the Bible says that the she-bears came out of the woods and ate them. Killed them because they were making fun of God's anointed. Look, you want to mess with God's anointed man, you're going to, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. It's on you and nobody else. But look what look what Elijah says. Behold, there came fire down from heaven and burnt up the two captains of the former fifties with their fifties. Therefore, let my life now be precious in thy sight. And the angel of the Lord said unto Elijah, Go down with him. Be not afraid. And he arose and went down with him unto the king. The approach of the 50 that changed on the third group, God allowed Elijah to say, go ahead, go with me. 
then we're going to kill him. I do believe, this is just personal opinion, and there's nothing in this text that, would, uh, that says one way or the other, but I just believe that their intentions were not to placaticate with Elijah. It was to be mean, it was to be ugly, maybe even kill him. Arrest him, do whatever. But why would you bring If you wanted to just take him into custody, you would have just brought a couple guys with you. But bring a whole group, 50 guys, you don't need 50 men to, to retain one guy. That's what they brought. Because of the unbelief of the king. And it never stopped. But I want to show you a reference in the New Testament, if you will. If you will, uh, keep your finger there, 2 Kings. <coughs> but turn to Luke chapter number 9. Luke chapter number 9.
Because I don't see any animosity. I don't see that being spoken of with Elijah. And Jesus did not condemn Elijah. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? So the fire fell because of the unbelief. <coughs> now let's look at number three. I'm done. The care of God, the practice of unbelief, and the pronouncement of judgment. Verse 16. Now, Elijah was told to go down. Right? So there he stands before Ahaziah. Verse 16. And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord. I'm going to tell you something, Ahaziah. I'm going to say, tell you something. For as much as thou hast sent messengers to inquire of Baal's above the God of Ephron, is it not because there is no God in Israel to inquire of his word? Hey, Ahaziah, is it did the reason you went to the Beelzebub because there wasn't a God in Israel? Is that why you sent him? Hmm. Therefore, thou shalt not come down off that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. You are going to die. You're not coming off that bed. Verse 17. So he according to the word of the Lord, which Elijah had spoken. And Jehoram reigned in his stead. In the second year of Jehoram, the son of Je Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, because he had no son. God fulfilling what he told Ahab he was going to do. I can't imagine Here's that's Elijah. I'm going to tell you the truth. You're dead. You're not ever coming out of that bed. You're going to die. You know, some truth as a preacher is easy to preach. But some truth as a preacher is hard to preach. You say, why? Because it hurts. Sometimes, I don't want to, I want to be everybody's best friend. You know what? I can't be. And I'm going to say stuff from the Bible and it will hurt you. It will hurt your feelings. It will make you mad. Uh, whether, because I'm not preaching in my opinion, okay? If I'm preaching it from the Bible, then it's not my opinion. It's the truth. So here it is. Here's the truth. And hey, Zion, you're going to die. That's a truth that needed to be preached. It was a truth that had to be preached. But there's a truth that needs to be preached, that cannot be changed. You say, what's that truth? This Bible. And it doesn't matter who comes in here. It doesn't matter whether we have a hundred or, or five. The truth cannot be changed. And the Bible is true. And the Bible is sure. And it cannot be changed. Just as Elijah had to tell the truth, we must tell the truth as well. Well, anybody have any questions, comments? Verse 16 was the uh, proclamation. Verse number, or pronouncement. Verse number 17 is the fulfillment of the pro um, pronouncement that would take place. Anybody have any questions, comments?
Still in this day. They do not believe that Jesus was alive. Elijah was dealing with it in his time. 